On behalf of the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, welcome to this eight-episode series, Seeking the Gift of Hope. Our guest is Father Martin Smith. Martin is well-known throughout the Episcopal Church and beyond as a spiritual director, a retreat and workshop leader, and an author whose books exploring contemporary spirituality have gained a wide readership. His books include A Season for the Spirit, The Word is Very Near You, Love Set Free, Compass and Stars, and Reconciliation. We hope that you will find each episode in this series thought-provoking in this time of uncertainty and a stimulus to prayer and conversation. Share this podcast with your friends and your faith community and explore with them different facets of hope as a gift of God, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for taking part in this series of podcasts called Seeking the Gift of Hope. Today's episode will be different. I've called it a poetic celebration of Christian hope. Spirituality isn't about wrapping our minds around a teaching. It aims to open our hearts and arouse our imagination. Poetry does this better than prose. Poetic images alone can impregnate our deep centre and change us. I will be reading extracts in translation from poems by Charles Péguy, a prolific writer noted for his passionate advocacy for social justice and political integrity, who was one of the first French casualties of World War I. That's P-E-A-C-U-T-G-U-Y, Charles Piggy. In midlife, he rediscovered the Catholic faith, and his memory is much revered in the Church of France. He created a body of unique, unprecedented poetry, celebrating a deeply incarnational Christianity rooted in the earth, in which unabashed masculine voices are more than outweighed by powerful feminine characters, in particular Eve, Joan of Arc, and her wise mentor, Madame Gervaise, a young Franciscan nun. Please go online and discover more about him and about translations of his poems. First, some lines from his long poem, The Mystery of the Holy Innocence. So typical of his theme about hope as the gift of promise, tenderness as the essence of hope, hope inextricably identified with vulnerability and non-violence. God is speaking. I am God, master of the three virtues, faith as a loyal wife, Charity is a fervent mother, but hope is a very little girl. It is faith that holds fast through century upon century. It is charity who gives herself through centuries of centuries. But it is my little hope who gets up every morning. My little hope who every morning says good day to us. I am, God says, Lord of the three virtues. Faith is a great tree, an oak rooted in the heart of France. 
and under the wings of that tree, Charity, my daughter Charity, shelters all the distress of the world. Hope is a little bud that shows itself at the very beginning of April. And when one sees the tree, when you look at the oak, that hard wrinkled bark and those branches which are like a jungle of enormous arms, when you see so much strength and so much roughness, the little tender buds look like nothing at all. And yet from it everything comes. Without a bud which had once come forth, the tree would not exist. Without these thousands of buds which come forth only once, at the very beginning of April, and perhaps in the last days of March, nothing would last. The tree would not last, would not hold its place as a tree, and that place must be held. Without that sap which rises and oozes in the month of May, without those thousands of buds which pierce tenderly at the axle of those hard branches, everything must be held. Every life springs from tenderness. For it is easier, God says, to ruin than to build, and to bring death than to bring to birth, and to kill than to create. And the bud does not resist at all. This is, in fact, because it is not made for resistance. It is not commissioned to resist. It is the trunk and the branch and that governing root which are made for resistance, which are commissioned to resist. But the tender bud is only made for being born and is only commissioned to bring to birth and to make things last and to make itself loved. And I tell you, God says, without that burgeoning at the end of April, Without those thousands, without that little unique burgeoning of hope, which obviously anybody can break, without that tender downy bud which the first comer can nip off with his nail, all my creation will be nothing but dead wood. And dead wood will be thrown in the fire. And now two extracts from his great Portal of the Mystery of Hope. One of this great poem's major themes is the vulnerability of a God who has put everything at risk by investing his hope in us, infinitely respecting our awesome liberty to say no and to build a life on that refusal. Terrible love, terrible charity, terrible hope, truly terrible responsibility. The creator has need of his creature, puts himself in need of his creature and can't do anything without it. A king who has abdicated into the hands of each of his subjects merely absolute power. God needs us. God needs his creature. He has, as it were, condemned himself thus, condemned himself to this. He lacks us. He lacks his creature. He who can do everything needs him who can do nothing. He has handed over his full power. He who is everything is nothing without him who is nothing. 
He who can do everything can do nothing without him who can do nothing. Thus, the young hope takes over, takes up, remakes, straightens out all the mysteries, just as she straightens out all the virtues. We are capable of failing him, not responding to his call, not responding to his hope, being absent, missing it, not being there, a terrible power. God's calculations are capable of turning out wrong because of us. God's plans, forethoughts, providences are capable of turning out wrong because of us. Through the fault of the sinful man, God's counsels are capable of turning out lacking because of us. God's wisdom is capable of failing because of us. Man's terrible freedom. We could make a mess of everything. We could be absent, not be there the day we're called. We could fail to respond to the call except in the Valley of Judgment. Terrible favour, we could fail God. These are the circumstances in which God has placed himself, the bad circumstances he put himself in, the circumstances of needing us. What rashness! What confidence! well or misplaced confidence that all depends on us. What hope, what obstinacy, what one-sidedness, what incurable strength of hope in us, what a divestment of self, of power, what rashness, what lack of planning, what lack of foresight, what lack of providence for God. We could be absent, we could go wrong. We could be failures. Terrible favour. Terrible grace. He who does everything appeals to him who can't do anything. He who does everything needs him who does nothing. And as we ring out the Easter bells at full volume, in our poor in our triumphant churches, in the sun and beautiful weather of Easter day. So God, for each soul that saves itself, rings out the eternal Easter bells and says, Hey, I was right all along. You must give God a chance in order to have hope in him. You must extend hope to God. You must hope in God. You must have faith in God. It's all one. It's all the same thing. You must have this faith in God in order to have hope in him. You must believe in him, which is hoping. You must have confidence in God. He certainly has had confidence in us. You must trust God. He has certainly put his trust in us. You must hope in God. He has certainly hoped in us. You must give God a chance. He has certainly given us a chance. What chance? Every chance. You must have faith in God. He certainly has faith in us. 
remarkable mystery, the most mysterious. God made the first move. Or rather, it's not a distinct mystery. It's not a particular mystery. It's an increase. It's growth to infinity of all mysteries. It's a miracle, a perpetual miracle, a miracle in advance. God made the first move, a mystery of all the mysteries. God took the initiative. It is God who gives us a chance, who puts his trust in us, who gave us credence, who has faith in us. Will this confidence be misplaced? Will it be said that this confidence was misplaced? Thank you for listening to a few of these extraordinary expressions of faith. Please join us next week for the eighth and final podcast in this series. Its title is The Resurrection of the Body and the Life of the World to Come. Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast, brought to you by the Episcopal Diocese of Maine.